Hello, hello, and welcome to the CS Movement Podcast with Heather and John. As you can tell, we're in a different spot today. How are you doing today, Heather? I'm doing good, John. It's good to just turn and look at you as opposed to see you in front of me on the screen. This is exciting. Yes, it is. And from Monday, a nice way to kick it off in terms of just being in a different spot, like talking about being outside of the norm, right? Like, you know, for a second there, I thought this line was a divider between the screens, but it's not. We are actually in the same room. Look at that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay, so it's Monday. It's we're, Monday. We're here. We're at school, actually. This is fun. We are putting on are. a we're new hat today. today. We are professors, again, getting ready for the fall semester. And uh, today is education for professors, of course. Mm -hmm. That is really good to make sure that we're always dedicated to lifelong learning. I mean, both me and you, John, we're dedicated to lifelong learning. Yeah. Um, and we're going to learn and meet some more mm -hmm. professors today. So I'm super excited. Um, but what's been coming up for you this week or this weekend, John? Yeah, no, this weekend was an interesting one. It was different, normal than my usual, because I didn't get to... Uh, all the things that I normally get to do. Uh, but this weekend was an opportunity to experience something different, right? Okay. Like being around different people. Um, for those of you that don't know, I photograph part-time and uh, it's one of the things that I do. Yes, I have many hats. And um, I got to be in different environments this weekend around different people and just having different types of conversations. You know, they talk about being and getting outside of your comfort zone, getting outside of your group of five, right? Because there's typically five or six or maybe 10 people that we hang with on a regular. This actually broke me out of that. Okay. And it was really neat just to have conversations with different mindsets and different ideologies because it helped me, it helps all of us grow as people, right? Well, I think what's cool as a photographer is you're actually seeing the world through that lens. Through a lens, and literally. So you're, yeah, through a lens, literally. So you're one step removed. And there's a process in neurolinguistic programming that you look through and mm. see the world through a different lens. But you actually saw it through a different lens. And you're seeing people at their best and at their most nervous and all kinds of emotion that happens at weddings. So, you know, tell me what you've learned as a photographer that you can actually translate into leadership skills. Yeah, no, just actually, it's interesting you say that because you literally do have a different lens on the world. And depending on the lens, you can either go really wide, like a wide lens, or you could go really focused with the zoom lens. And, um, you know, it, it was really interesting that you said that because I never thought of it like that. Um, just being the observer, right? Like the one thing that you have to do as an as a photographer is you got to pay attention to the little details, right? Mm -hmm. Not just not just you know the clothing and making sure that buttons are done upright and flowers are hanging right and all that stuff, but it also comes down to the micro expressions on people's faces. Yes. Right? Yes. You have to look, and I'm like, I'm looking at people and you can see, especially when you're doing groups of people, you can see different expressions on different people's faces. And it's like, are you not happy being here right now? Like, that's one of the things I do, <laughs> like to just lighten it up, right? They're like, no, we love being here. I'm like, great, show me, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, and then they'll bring it up on their face and they'll be like, oh, okay. I'm like, ten, like even like people, what I realize is a lot of people, they don't stand up tall. Like they, like, oh, yeah, we have a habit of, be smaller. Yeah, we do a habit of doing this. I'm like, okay, everybody straighten up your back and everybody grew by like two inches. Wow. Right. And I'm like, how many times do we go around, like, you know, just like you said, playing small, playing, you know, closing ourselves off from the world physically. Yeah. I, right. It's, it's those micro expressions mm -hmm. are so important. And we think, 
we think we're hiding them. We think we're so good at hiding those thoughts that we're having in our head, but actually they show up in our body. And most times they're louder than our words mm. and they're louder than our actions. So, you know, think about that. You know, what are you saying to the world? What are you communicating in a team meeting, in a one-on-one -on -one interaction? If you're anxious, that other person is picking up on your anxiety. And then if they translate into, oh, this person doesn't like me, wow, that interaction in that first 30 seconds is not going anywhere. You know, I love, John, this is, you know, one of those things that I just have to admit that I do it, but I do love watching reality TV. <laughs> okay. And um, I love watching it because not only are they train wrecks, but they're train wrecks for exactly that situation in that they're not communicating effectively with the words. Their body language is saying something completely mm. different and they're just off in, you know, all kinds of different directions. And I'm really good at predicting what's about to happen. I mean, so is the rest of the world. So it's not like this huge skill, but I love just like seeing all oh, that person's lying or oh, that person's this, that person's that. And I'm really, I'm not doing it because, well, it's a little bit of a soap opera, but I'm actually testing my own skills as reading body language when I watch these. At least that's the story I like to tell myself. Yeah. But it's important because when you look through a lens and you see the world and people, you can see these micro expressions and you can understand what's going on inside of them. And as long as you do this, this one thing, never make it about yourself. Mm. Always make it about the other person. You will be hands down so good at reading the room, reading the body language and making people feel comfortable and, and included. Yeah. No, you know, as you were saying that, and thank you. Good morning, Michael. So happy to have you here with us. It's been a while. But yeah, I know he just said, you know, uh, so remind sorry. myself to roll <laughs> my shoulders back and really change my physical and mental state. No, absolutely. But the one thing that you said that hit a nerve with me a little bit was us making assumptions about what we think other people think. Yes. Right? Never, never, Don't, never, never. You know, so the truth is, and this is both of us, we learned this through our NLP work, is you can you can never know what the other person's thinking. No. And we create all these stories of what we think people are thinking. And then we base our behavior based on what we think people think about us. <laughs> Does that make sense? That makes yes. sense. Okay. And, and here's the craziest part. Okay, everybody take this down. Nobody's thinking about you. They're thinking of themselves. And not in an egotistical way, in a, I hope there's no broccoli in my teeth. I hope that I, you know nobody can smell my coffee on my breath. I hope that I don't trip and fall. I hope that I present well. People's own anxieties show up first. And so sometimes when your own anxieties are showing up first, you actually are have the lowest amount of awareness for what's around you. And when you can let your ego go, when you can just let that all go, and we talk about this in our Confident mm -hmm. Communicator course, and be of service to others, this is when you'll see the world through a whole new lens, and you'll pick up on these micro expressions and these micro moments where you can then make a biggest impact in their life. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't make it about you, right? Like, yes. just don't. So this is what ends up happening too is – how we start interacting is based on how we feel about ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So if we think somebody doesn't like us is maybe because there's something in them that we don't like in ourselves. Or if there's something that, you know, gets us upset or pissed off about the other person, that's because there's something inside of us, right? When you do make it about the other person, you're not making it about you. There's no, like, there's no attachment to feeling or any sort of thoughts or ideas around what that, uh, like, if you just take everything at face value. And here's what I'm going to invite. This is, I know it's a little early, but we're going to do this now. 
But think about your day and think about the people that you interact with and just take things at face value, right? Because even I've seen it and I've had my own stories around, well, you know, I did this. So I think maybe that person thinks I'm like this, right? Have you ever had that feeling like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. They must think I'm crazy. You don't know. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe, Maybe you are a little bit crazy, but just take things at face value. If somebody says, I really like your outfit, just like, okay, thank you. Yes. Instead of saying, well, why does that person have to be polite and kind to me and say that my outfit looks nice? Like how many times, like I've heard that story, like I've even gone through it myself. It's like, but why would, ah, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, just that's fine. Right. But people don't know how to take compliments. Yes. Yes. If you can accept (laughs) those compliments, then you are being accepting of that person. Mm -hmm. So think about that. If you accept a compliment that someone says you're being accepting of that person. If you push it away, you're actually energetically pushing exactly. that person away and almost telling them that you don't believe them. So if you don't believe them for that reason, what else do you not believe them for? Think about it in a team setting where you're trying to build trust. Oh my goodness, that can just be a disaster zone. And that awareness is all about where your ego is and where your own anxiety lies. So don't make it about yourself, make it about them. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel like we have a theme today. We have a theme and it's perfect timing because we actually, as new professors at Centennial College, we're going to go meet a whole bunch of new people. Uh, We want to make a good impression. We want to meet some people that teach the courses that we're going to teach so that we can learn from them. And uh, we're going to practice this in like literally 10 (laughs) minutes. So this is fantastic. It's exactly what we love to do. We love to talk about topics that are relevant that we're going through at the exact same moment. So if you're ever you know going to a networking event and you're like oh these things make me really nervous you know this is the best thing don't try to be interesting be interested be interested in the other person ask lots of questions you know check in on how long that they've been doing something you know what's their favorite favorite place that they've traveled in the last few years I ask them as many questions that make sense to you. And I'll tell you, I love these. I love when I get this feedback. I get this feedback where that was the best conversation. And they really sometimes know nothing about me, but I know lots about them because people love talking about themselves. And when you make it about them and let them open up and flourish, they'll feel like there's space to grow and that there's trust in the room. Yeah. Well, now that everybody knows this, right? Everybody loves to talk about themselves. It actually, it takes work not to talk about yourself and just ask those questions because it's one of the things that I realized I was doing right where I was just okay you know and so it wasn't even an exchange you would just voluntarily talk about yourself but asking those questions yes the best conversations I've ever had with total strangers has been me asking questions about them Mm -hmm. that's it and you know for those that are returning into the workplace right summer a lot of people have been off or people have been working remote and I know there's a big push for organizations to get people into the workplace. So it's going to be a great opportunity to reconnect with your, you know, your fellow teammates by asking them questions around how was your summer? What did you enjoy? What was the best part of your summer? Instead of like, you know, what did you do? You know, get into the parts that help light them up in a really positive way. Mm. Right. And just spark that conversation of, Yes, that was great. We had a great time and this is what we did. This is and then they get into the little details. And this is where the I find the gold nuggets are is when you get into the little things where, you know, me and my daughter, my daughter learned how to ride her bike for the first time. Mm, oh, I love those stories. Right? So it changes the environment, it changes the connection with that person on the other side of the table. 
And again, it's not about you, right? And it's like, but when are they going to ask me questions about me? Well, when your time, when the time's right, they will turn around and at some point ask you, so what about you? What was your summer like? You know, what did you enjoy? What did you like? You can actually start to set the tone for what that conversation is going to be. And you're teaching them how to ask those questions. You know, mm-hmm. for someone that's never uh, been in that situation and really has no experience asking questions, they don't have mm-hmm. a list in their head ready to go. So you're asking those questions and you know, they'll walk away and be like, wow, I, I, I might not know those answers. And then the next time they meet you, they might ask those questions or, you know, it's just, it's practice. This is not a skill mm. that is, you know, this is an advanced skill in communication. It really is. And it takes practice. So any moment that you have, whether it be at work, you know, even, you know, you're getting your coffee and at the barista, talk to her at the cash register. You know, I love saying like, do you have any fun plans for mm. the weekend? And just seeing what comes about it, but you're getting curious about that. Yeah. person's life and about that person as a person and that is really really golden nuggets for everyone yeah actually and you know the one thing i'm gonna i'm gonna add on to what you just talked about the person the barista the person that's making or preparing your stuff use their name mm. right if they have name tags and the name tag is displayed the one thing i love is like hey maggie and they're like how do you know my name is maggie well it's like on it's on your badge, right? Um, just have fun with it, right? Like just, you know, interact in a way that most people don't interact. And it's crazy to think how, you know, we go through life sometimes and we don't really connect with people. We may be in the same room. We may work with people for a really, really long time, but we never really connect. And right. we, people have this belief that you can't make a connection very quickly. And mm. me and my girlfriend, we do this thing called the napkin exercise. And we, 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 it, this came about because we were having dinner together and we came up with some really good ideas and we have a no phones policy when we're having dinner. So we're, we're like, the only thing we have is napkins to write down these <laughs> ideas. And so it became our napkin sessions quarterly. And now when we go to the restaurant, what we do is we include the server in our napkin exercise. Oh, wow. Literally we write out all of our goals. We write out who we want to be in the next quarter in the next year we talk about the thing we and we write things this is the rule we write things that are so crazy that there's no way that they could happen well guess what happens when you put it out in the universe like that it does and we ask the server if they'd like to participate and every single time they're like absolutely and they come back so we, we give them the question they they have to keep working of course and they come back with amazing insights with their and I follow a couple of them on Instagram. Nice. One girl says she'd like to be a travel blogger. Guess what she is right now? She's oh, a travel wow. blogger. I mean, like I like all of her stuff because I'm just so so enamored by her that moment in time that she decided to get curious about her own life and push it out. And that, you know, we're we don't know these people. We're they're serving us our food. We're using their name, we're mm-hmm. asking questions, and we're getting them to think. So if you can make this kind of a connection in literally five minutes or less. Yeah. I almost think you like this is something that organizations can do too, right? Like have a have lunch with your colleagues, right? Instead of just going off and doing whatever or sitting at your desk and working through your day and taking meetings have a napkin session, Yes. right? What does the next quarter look like for us? And no phones, right? Because everybody has a phone. And what's even worse is when people message each other while they're in a meeting about the person who's talking at the front of the room, don't do that. 
Um, it's very disrespectful and everybody thinks you're up to something and hiding. And, you know, we talk about taking things at face value. If people aren't paying attention on the phone and they're messaging each other and they're laughing at each other across the table, you know, it's not good stuff. So yeah. don't do that. But, you know, having a napkin session, all devices away, what does the next quarter look like for us? Especially we, as we go into, you know, we start, we're wrapping up Q3 and then we're going into Q4. What is that going to look like for you? Well, and here's the thing. When you when you put the, put the phones away, you have to find another way to communicate. It's not your normal way. So, you know, me and my girlfriend, we literally, what are we going to do? We have to capture these ideas. And we grabbed napkins and we asked the server for pens. And then this became a new norm, a new session for us. So what other processes are we missing because we're stuck in the digital world and we're not in the organic real world, like mm -hmm. to be honest with you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it just, yeah, no, hundred percent. As you're saying that I'm thinking my focus is like, okay, now I'm just down to what's in front of me. And actually, again, going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier, it was just making that connection, mm -hmm. right? Like just the act of writing and taking things out of our head. It's a great way to just externalize certain things, right? Certain ideas, but also feelings, right? So if there's any sort of feelings attached to it, you're externalizing it and you're almost releasing it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's one of the it's one of the things that I love in and around journaling. And actually, I was listening to um, a podcast this morning by Benjamin, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, who talked about the power of journaling and what it can do. Right. So just the act of writing is, is a great way to release things mm -hmm. so they don't sit with you. So, wow. Wow. It's we, crazy. All of this by just looking <laughs> through the lens of life, John. <laughs> This is, this is how all of those skills that you have that you use on the weekends and for your extracurricular activities help us bring it to a leadership lesson. So what's the lens of life that you're going to look through today? And, you know, hopefully from what you've learned with, from us today, you're going to see it from someone else's point of view, through the eyes of someone else. And if you're nervous, if you're anxious, if you're thinking, I hope they like me, I hope, I hope, I hope, let that go. Let that go and actually assume that they may be feeling exactly the same. And what can you say or do or ask that will make them feel a lot more comfortable today and every day in the workplace or wherever you're going to meet them. So I love that uh, as a call to action. And I love it because me and you are about to go do it ourselves. And like, we're going to go do it right now. Yes. Michael, thank you for tuning in today and listening. And yes, go do your thing. Uh, but you're right. You know, what lens are you going to be using today? And what's that one thing that you're going to do differently? And, you know, is there an opportunity for you to just be completely focused on the other and take things at face value? Mm -hmm. Right. Don't make up the stories. Just let them go and just, OK, face value. If somebody says something nice, be open to receiving. Right. Mm -hmm. and I think that's a big part of it. So we are going to wrap up a little bit earlier today. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. And uh, just remember, when you shift your mindset, you shift your life. Wishing you all a great one. Talk to you all on Wednesday. Take care. Okay.